everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a great week and I'm enjoying this weather. It's been really sunny lately. So today we have a special guest. So recently I've been talking about the radio station that I've been a part of called The Cat Extra. So I've managed to get my co-presenter Sam Sinclair in the studio to have an interview with him. So hi Sam. Hello. How are you doing? I'm great. So I brought you in and we're going to ask you a few questions and have a little bit of an interview. Does that sound okay? Yeah. That sounds all right. Great. So the first question that I've written that I've written down is what brought your passion for radio? So what first brought my passion is that uh, seeing the behind the scenes of it in clips on YouTube because sometimes they do that and I was like oh them sliding I could do that easy move my hands <laughs> up and down it's an easy job yes uh, so that's why I got into it in the first place was there any work experience that you came into when you went into the volunteering that you thought wow this is definitely what I want to do yeah so so of course um, there's multiple things you have to do if you're a radio presenter and I thought I, I'm going to get work experience first before I decide to yeah. step up and, and I'm glad I did in the first place so yeah I got work experience in oh say beginning of 23 and uh yeah, I go on there once more and I love it ever since. What What was it like the first day you went on? Was it the first day when you were thinking, this is definitely what I want to do? Yeah, so, as soon as I spoke into that microphone and first words, which were, good morning, um, I do remember them well. Uh, I, I thought, yes, this is an easy job, just talking to a microphone, say whatever you like, as long as you don't go over the top. Yeah, you've got to look at your levels, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you got to, and you're like, oh, should I really have said that? Ofcom's going to have me. So what has been your favourite moment so far, working for the Cat Extra and working with me? I know we're not recording a live show, but what's been your favourite process so far? Uh, finding music. Ooh. It's very easy. So, so yeah, if any of you are familiar with the Cat, um, uh, it's a local radio station here in Crewe. <laughs> it's um, based in the studios in Dane Bank, and uh, we... Um, basically we're going to go on there once a month aren't we not once a month once a week so we're going once a week on a monday afternoon 12 till 3 yeah i'm really i'm really looking forward to it are you yeah yeah i can't wait to get in it's gonna be great so you love the music was that your main thing that you loved working together with yeah so me and my passion of music i love all the old stuff uh, quite coincidentally even though we do have signal one on in the car yeah um of course i i i do like all the stuff we have today as well but not, as long as it's not too pushy or you know something talking about depression or something like that mm-hmm. uh, I, I love all the old stuff and of course when i first got into music i'm like yeah i'm definitely gonna have myself a job in radio i think when i first met you you more wanted to do djing so was it djing or radio that you more want to do i, I mean i did want to get into djing at a club first of all but there's a slight difference in radio presenting rather than DJing. Yeah, there is. I always, I always say this. A DJ goes on and starts scrubbing his deck. Keep seeing live streams. If any of you on TikTok, you, you'll see those live streams with DJs just doing things like that. I, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Presenting for me, yeah, of course. So I've, the next question which I've written down is diverting a little bit off the radio side and I'm going to ask you, when were you first diagnosed with autism and dyspraxia? So... I was first diagnosed when I first started showing signs. My mother was pointing because she did have experience of autism past life. Yeah. I'm kind I'm kind of concerned for my son here and I passed all five all five signs of it. Flying colours. All five of flying colours, yeah. I passed all five signs because you have to meet certain criteria to be able to be qualified as autistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you be able to describe what your traits were that were so standoutish that your mother saw? So, so some, so some were, you know, ignorance. 
going off uh, in completely different directions. Yeah. Or coming to my mother each time, you know, saying, pick me up, mother, I want to have a tour around the house or something. Like repetitive speaking. It, it was repetitiveness, you know, saying, mum, please pick me up or something. Or just looking like I'm tuning a radio. Yeah. Also known as jazz hands, of course. <laughs> so what about, was that with autism or dyspraxia? I was diagnosed with both because uh, I, I could not write at all. Oh, that's uh, interesting. I, I, well, I mean, I, I can, but just not unintelligible words. Very, like, words you can't tell that are words. So do you think it helped you being diagnosed early on in life compared to if you were, had a late diagnosis? Do you think it would have benefited you less? Uh, it, it, I, mean, I mean, they always say the sooner you're diagnosed, the yeah. better. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really leave it till late if I, if I were you. But I, I want you, if you are any mothers listening to this, probably is. Um, I always say, as soon as you see the signs, you'll be like, I'm gonna get them checked. But I'd say, I'd say, do it early if you can. Or if, or if you don't know, that's not concerning enough. Then, then I, I don't recommend you do this, but do leave it late. But yeah. Uh, it's, sooner you diagnose the better so i was diagnosed late and early so i was diagnosed with dyspraxia when i was seven mm. but i wasn't diagnosed with autism till i was 23 yeah of course so that's a massive gap and i think i i've heard people say that they have a little bit of like fear that they've missed out on a lot of things i know for me because i had so much support with autism it sort of went so much support with dyspraxia that it went with the autism because that's some that's actually one of those things you can get diagnosed with if you're autistic were there any challenges that you don't mind sharing that you conquered and what techniques do you use to help yourself adapt oh right so uh, i think i think uh, sorry mother if you listen to this uh so the challenges i used to face was the walk to school it had to be exactly the same way every way yeah just one one change you're like oh why are we going that way what to go the other way I'd be like, well, well, sorry, I didn't realise that. Because sometimes my... Because that was one of the signs before my mum told me she was autistic, so I didn't find out I was till I was, say, 2016. And then I obviously knew ever since that I was autistic, and I have to say that to people nowadays. Uh, so sorry if I do look like I'm... Sorry if I look like I'm just uh, completely just doing something to throw you off. I, I, am, I am autistic. And I'm like, oh, right, but yeah. The challenges I had to face was, of course, you know, loud noises... I hated police sirens, of course, because any sudden land noises, then you could probably kiss goodbye to the walk to school quietly. And uh, of course, dogs. I used to, I used to be scared of dogs on the street because they because like they run towards me. I was like, huh, get away. And yeah, because because I because obviously I was used to having house dogs. I wasn't familiar with having other dogs around me. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, because some because some they're coming over towards you, looking like they're ready to attack, and that's what I that's what my tiny little. Um, Rainfall at the time, but of course I I conquered that ever since. And now uh, every time I just walk past, I just enlarge it. Stands like, you right, mate? Yeah. I, th- I think I get. I still got nervous occasionally of dogs. I was bitten by a dog when I was seven, so I think that's where my fear came from. However, I've got like a little dog, two little dogs at home, which are like adorable. But... Yeah, I used to have a dog. Did you? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Sad, sad times. I was an old at the time when we found out him. He was struggling a lot. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Aw. Very. So were there any other traits that you had which you didn't mind giving any more techniques for? Uh, So, of course, um, uh, people will know that I am also dyspraxic. Um, 
sometimes, which means just struggling with fine motor skills. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, doing little things like the laces. I, I, I normally find people doing that for me anyway, but but sometimes you just get a little grip of a, you get a pen with a grip. Yeah, they pen call, grip. They call it like a rocket pen. Sometimes if I do that, I find my writing to be like a nice, a bit more intelligible. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, so sometimes I just get pens from Amazon. You can get them from Amazon, of course. The little rocket pens. Ooh. Yeah. So, I'd, so I'd like, I'd recommend getting one of them if you're dyspraxic. But yeah, um, I just find that using the rocket pens is easy. Or sometimes I just type a long piece of work. Yeah, I did that. I prefer typing and occasionally writing, but I feel like typing just gets your words out easier. And yeah, it does. It's a lot more. You can read it a lot more better, yeah, can't like, you? Uh, sorry, the fox did what? I, I <laughs> the did. fox did what? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what my teachers like to say. The fox did what? Sorry, and I and I was like, sorry, I was like, what? I can't. I couldn't even read my own writing. That's the thing. I used to have bad handwriting, but I remember I was so fed up of it that I just practiced and practiced and practiced. And now I feel like my handwriting's like one of the best hand one of the best handwriting I've seen in anyone. Huh. So the next question which I'm going to ask is, do you feel like your disability, one disability affects the other disability more or less? So for example, do you feel like dyspraxia is affects you more than autism or autism affects you more than dyspraxia? Dyspraxia kind of affects me more because sometimes, sometimes I struggle with small things. Yeah. Like, if it, like it always has to be big or something. So, so like say for example, doing shoelaces. I can't mm-hmm. do that. I I struggle with that. It's always it's always helped twenty four seven. But sometimes you do get over that, and uh, you know, and yeah, I can I can move big things as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can move big things. Uh, but sometimes they have little screws, which of course I shake and things. Like so, I can't get them in after time. Yeah, so, so sometimes I have to be careful of that. But yeah, um, yeah. What, so yeah, but, and uh, of course autism. I'm I do still show signs of it, but I'm more high functioning, so it kind of masks it a bit more, so people look at me like I'm normal. But of course, I I start to say, yeah, but I still show signs of it, mate. That's what I still say. Ah, uh-huh. that's interesting. How I feel like I'm the opposite. I feel like my autism affects me more than my dyspraxia. Yeah, like it shows more, doesn't it? Yeah. So because I I had physiotherapy and occupational therapy a lot when I was younger, mm. and I worked a lot on my core motor skills and my fine motor skills and I feel like it doesn't really affect me that much so I can tie a shoelace I can ride a bike I can hula hoop I can do skipping so I've developed them skills but because I didn't know about autism growing up I've sort of not had had a chance to learn how to mask learn how to communicate with different techniques if you know what I mean so that's why I feel like autism affects me but it's interesting how we're both different how the roles are yeah, reversed. This is, this is what I say because since I'm, of course, in a school full of people with autism because it's a special school. Yeah. And and uh, and I always recognise instantly that okay, he's autistic. I got to learn his ways. And the last question which I'm going to ask is: Do you have any advice for anyone who is newly diagnosed with autism or dyspraxia? Any advice that you would give out? So, I'd, so one thing I'd say is: um, If people start looking at you uh, like you're doing something weird, just explain that. Oh, oh, I'm autistic. I, I, yeah. I can't control some of these things, and and they'll, and they'll instantly recognise that. And of course, I'd say get used to um, sort of having a regular routine or something because sometimes we can struggle in the morning so um so yeah i'd, I'd say uh, get yourself a set routine know when know when you'll start to have been phases or something 
and I'd, and uh, course with dyspraxia if you're if you've just been diagnosed with that I'd say uh, practice your handwriting a lot more and yeah. if you can't and if you can't do that of course go on the computer and start typing so like practice your handwriting try to get a good routine with it however it's not the end of the world if you're really struggling with it there's always other methods to yeah. help you and adapt yeah I like I'd, I'd say uh, write your name about 10 times on a paper each morning and and if and if you see your signs are getting better then course i'd recommend go, moving go to writing yeah yeah so so, I, so that's what i do exactly and on that note i think we should end the podcast here yes because we have to get out the studio yeah the, sh- the station manager just came on and showed me a piece of paper like 6 p.m if you look behind you you'll see it yeah don't get locked in we won't don't worry the station manager just gave us a little piece of paper just then and he was like the college closes at 6 p.m you need to get out so we're gonna wrap up now the time is 5 23 yeah okay. perfect time so thank you so much sam for being on the podcast no worries and we'll hopefully be hearing from you again i'll have you on the podcast again for sure of course anytime uh, weapons come on doing? mine as well oh thank you yeah, we actually did a recording about 10 minutes ago didn't we yes uh, that episode is already out by the time we have by the time we done this one. Oh, that's cool yes it's called um on with on with athena uh, on with Athena. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have wacky titles for the show, so people know it's me. So yeah, so yeah, please do give it listen to it uh, on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. I think Pocket well. Casts. Yeah, that's that's a new platform I just discovered, and, uh, and I'm on there Ooh. as well now. So yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere, everywhere you get your podcast, except for Apple. So thank you so much for coming on. And if you've loving this podcast, I'd love it if you could subscribe down below. Send me a message. Send me a DM on my Instagram, on Facebook, anything that you liked, or just have a listen to past episodes. I'll see you next week. Bye.